Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is January 4th, 2018. I am sneaking this recording in before we have a massive snow hurricane bombogenesis thing crash on our doorstep in about, well, actually technically it's already here, but before we lose power and all that fun stuff. Uh, my kids are actually occupied for once. My husband's downstairs working from home, so I'm sneaking in a recording. Thank you very much for your patience with our wonky recording schedule over the holidays. my Both my kids and my husband were very sick, so there was no way I could record last week. And they've all been sick still this week. So I'm the only one standing at the moment, knock on wood. And I am now sneaking in this recording during a snowstorm. <laughs> but hey, you work with what you get. So happy new year to all of you. I hope 2018 turns out to be a year full of joy and health and happiness and safety for all of you. Um, if you want to find me online, you can find me on Ravelry and Instagram as Windswept Monique, or you could email me directly at windsweptmonique at gmail.com. Segments this week include whips, knitting fail, pattern acquisition, on the run, and FOs. So let's start with the FOs. I have two finished objects. I finished the Mahalo Socks by Dana Gervais for the Indie Designer Gift Along for 2017. And I knit those up in Kobasi by Haiku. They were my first finished adult socks. I was quite proud of myself. I finished, oh lord, at least a dozen more than a dozen kids socks over the years, toddler socks, that sort of thing. But for some reason, I get wicked second sock syndrome for grown-up socks. Maybe only because I've been doing vanilla socks and I find it kind of boring. I don't, I don't know. So um, I really enjoyed this pattern because you can memorize the lace. I think it's an eight or ten row repeat. Anyway, it's 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 not a it's not a difficult lace pattern to memorize once you've done it a few times. You could just go from there. And at that point, it's it's pretty easy. You just have to pay attention with the gusseting and the toe decreases and that sort of thing. But I found it a really well-written pattern. It was um, a fun one to knit. Full disclosure, the pattern designer Dana Gervais is my tech editor, so I know her. But I also know she is a brilliant sock designer, so I chose one of her patterns on purpose. My second FO is the Hibernatum Hat by Talitha Kuomi. And I chose this pattern because I had a skein of alpaca blend that I wanted to knit up into a warm winter hat to see if I'm allergic to alpaca. And it turns out I can work for half an hour just fine with alpaca, even a little bit more, and I don't get a reaction. So I'm very excited about that. So it looks like alpaca is either I'm not allergic to it or it's more like, you know, cashmere pashmina where, you know, I can actually wear a cashmere shawl for, you know, three or four hours over my shoulders at dinner before I kind of start to get a reaction. So I'm excited about that. Full disclosure, I also know Talitha Kuomi. We're part of the same knitting group at our recently closed uh, LYS. She is an amazing human being and also a very talented designer. I've never knit one of her patterns before. So when I stumbled upon her hibernatum hat designed for alpaca yarn while trying to find a hat to knit with this creative DK alpaca blend, it was too perfect not to choose. Also, Hibernatum is a free pattern put out by Classic Elite, so go knit this one yourself. It was very potato chippy. I just kept wanting to knit one more row. It's also a simple pattern. It's basically a knit row followed by a pattern row, and you'll have this pattern memorized basically after the first or second row. It's, it was really easy to knit up, but also fun to knit up, and I kept wanting to do just another row, just another row. Let's finish this section. 
it was a lot of fun. On to whips. So I've started twice now. The Frosted Sweater by Paper Daisy Creations. This was my Christ Christmas cast on. It is a snowflake patterned colorwork yoke sweater. She used a gradient mini kit, so the snowflakes go from light to dark using five colors of a sort of warm bluish green. It's, it's more blue with a green tint to it, and it's on a white background. Well, I found two skeins of Debbie Bliss Amalfi, which is a linen cotton blend in pale blue and denim, and also a skein of Hempathy, which is hemp cotton. Oh, there's something else in there too. I've forgotten at this point, but that's by Elspeth Lavold. And that's in a color just between those two Debbie Bliss shades. So I'm only going to use those three colors and I definitely have more than enough for the sweater. And I think I have enough to do the mat matching hat, which would be a lot of fun. But I'm a little bit more on this one coming up in knitting fail. I've got through the collar and I'm onto the yoke now. I'm just finishing up what would be the second out of five colors of snowflakes. Uh, I've also been working on a plain vanilla sock in Barocco's Comfort Sock in the Bali colorway, which is pinks and peaches and blues, and I think there's a little purple in there too. I started this pair of socks two years ago, according to Ravelry, and got massive second sock syndrome. I pulled it out again last winter during a blizzard, then put it away again. So it's now my purse knitting, and I'm hoping to actually finish them this winter. I'm on the second foot going toe up with an afterthought heel, and I got a lot of the second sock done last night. Um, my, as I said, my kids have been really sick, and we ended up at the pediatrician last night, the last appointment of the night, and then over to CVS to pick up our medication, and of course the night before, one of the biggest snowstorms in the history of the eastern seaboard, everybody goes to pick up their medication, so we spent an hour and a half at CBS. Those poor pharmacists were just run off their feet last night, so thank you very much for staying patient with the dozens and dozens of people trying to get their medicine last night. It actually ended up working out okay because I bought some ibuprofen, gave it to Thing 2, and then he fell asleep in his stroller after about 20 minutes once the ibuprofen kicked in, and so he slept through the whole thing, and I got a bunch of sock knitting done, then, you know, woke him up just long enough to give him his antibiotic. He went back to bed, and this morning, he's back to his normal self, a little bit off still, but he's feeling a lot better, and he didn't even realize we were there for an hour and a half, so it worked out well for everybody. My most recent cast on is Lush by Tin Can Knits. This was my New Year's Day cast on. I know a whole bunch of you have knit the sweater. I'm kind of behind. It is, it's not a yoke sweater in the traditional sense of the word. What you do is you knit a lace panel that goes across, basically around the top of your shoulders. So this is a cardigan. So the lace goes kind of across the top of your chest and around your shoulders and around your upper back and, and around to the other side, essentially. And then you pick up stitches to knit the shoulder section. And then later you pick up stitches on the other side of the lace panel to knit the body of the sweater and the sleeves. And uh, I've, I've liked this one for a while and I picked up some yarn at Rhinebeck. So I am actually going to fade the sweater myself. I actually don't own any Andrea Maori patterns. Um, I like what she's done, but every time I want to go make one, I don't have the right size yarn to do the pattern I actually want to do. So I was like, you know what, bugger it. I'm just going to do it myself. And I'll have fun. And I'm late to the fade thing as well. But yeah, I've got a two-year-old and a six-year-old. I'm late to anything fashionable. So I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> Knitting fails. So as I mentioned, I'm on the frosted sweater take two. I did run into an issue with this. So if I got exact gauge of 25 stitches per four inches, the medium would probably fit perfectly. 
However, I got 24 stitches for four inches, which is just enough to give me an extra 1.8 inches around the bust. 1.8 inches would be about four centimeters, if I'm doing the math in my head correctly. It's just a little too much for a sweater that's supposed to be a little bit on the loose side anyway. I, I don't want this to be a boxy. I want this to be, you know, loose. Like, like I'm looking for like a two to three inch, maybe maximum of, uh, of, of ease here. So I want it to be on the loose-ish side, but I don't want a boxy and have like a six inch, which is kind of what I would be heading towards. Plus, after knitting the collar the first time and trying it on, it is just too wide for a New England winter. You just want something you know, to cover your collarbones. So I did some math and what I did is I restarted it knitting the small size, but I'm adding one pattern repeat of the snowflakes. There are, I'm not going to get you into too much details, but there are two pattern repeats between the small and the medium sizes. So I'm going to go and do one pattern repeat between of those. So I'm guessing I'm doing a small plus, you could say, but that should give me around the same size as if I were doing a medium with the correct gauge. So if my gauge holds true, I should get a really good fit. I'm excited. Also with my Mahalo socks, I had to tink back four rows on my second Mahalo sock. Uh, note to self, don't start gusset increases while making dinner with two whiny little boys. While the gusset increases themselves came out just fine, I totally screwed up the lace pattern by a couple, by two rows, actually. So I caught it pretty quickly, but then I dropped a stitch and had to tink back two more rows because when I fixed it uh, with my little um, uh, fixing tool, the, the increases just looked way too wobbly and an awful looking. So I tinked back two more rows just so that I could redo those and make them look better. And, you know, it would have worked and probably would have blocked out, but they were so wonky. <sighs> also last night at CVS, I'd when I started up the sock again, the vanilla sock, I well, there was a kind of a little bit of a wonky spot, but I thought, yeah, it's good enough. I basically had accidentally did a slip stitch and, and, and miss, instead of missing, I'd missed knitting a stitch, excuse me, and it had come out looking like essentially a slip stitch. And I figured, ah, it's fine. Who's going to see it? But as I've been going, it just kept looking worse and worse and worse. So last night I, I just ripped it out. I ripped back a few inches. And then since I was there for so long, I knit most of that back up again. And the sock looks much better now. In pattern acquisition, Barocco had a pattern sale this past week. Actually, let's see, was it about a week and a half ago now? These show notes are a little on the older side. They had one free pattern per person, and I picked the Dahlia Shawl by Brenda York. This is a worsted weight colorwork shawl. Yes, I am really into colorwork now that I've learned how to do it. That's okay. This is an experience level shawl by a new-to-me designer. I've actually never gotten a pattern through Barocco before. I know Brenda York does a lot of Barocco patterns, but since I've never bought a pattern directly from Barocco, I've never done her work before. And when I went to go look at stuff on Ravelry, to my great surprise, there are no projects, which surprised me because this shawl is beautiful. So I'm looking forward to making mine the first. I might have the yarn for it. When I was digging around, I have similar colors. I wasn't sure if I wanted to use her colors or not, but I actually have a similar blue. It's a little more turquoise-ish than true blue if I was going to go with her color scheme. And normally I wear more true blue than, than turquoise but it might just work out. Plus, I wouldn't have to buy more yarn, which I know my husband would be very happy with. Hi, honey. He started listening now. So yes, he found out about his Christmas gift before Christmas because that was the one episode he decided to listen to. 
<laughs> now I know. And I also bought the pattern Vanilla is the New Black by Annie Fletcher. Uh, so I finished my first adult socks about a week ago now, give or take. And I've worn them around the house a little bit just to see what they feel like. And I've discovered that I'm one of those people who finds pearl bumps a little bit uncomfortable. Now, perhaps it's just this yarn. But I've heard from a couple people that Vanilla is the New Black is reversible. So I want to give this a try because I definitely don't want to sit there for hours and hours and hours and purl a little tiny tube over and over and over again because I knit very quickly, but I purl very slowly. So this would let me knit the sock and fly through a sock and then flip it inside out and wear it. So fingers crossed, knock on wood for me. We'll see how this turns out. On the run. So... Still no running for me for a little while. I'm not going to go into details here, but basically, you know, I have a back injury and running that, that up and down pounding still hurts my back, but walking does not. And my PT really wants me to get out there and exercise and start moving and get my back moving again and, you know, ease into it, but, you know, be smart about it, but get some exercise. So I am going to train to walk a half marathon in September. I've set up a very gradual training plan for myself to slowly work up to 13.1 miles over nine months, and I'm going to take you on that journey with me. The half marathon I found is up in Salem, Massachusetts, and it has both runner and walker divisions, so it'll be perfect whether I get to start running between now and then or not. And also, it's within driving distance. I can be in Salem without traffic. I can be in Salem in an hour. Um, so it should be a really good opportunity for me to start getting back into fitness, not push myself too hard. You know, the first two weeks, I'm only doing two miles total, one mile, one mile. And then I'm going to do three weeks of one mile, three times a week. I'm, I'm really going slowly into this. And then the, the uh, 10% mileage every other week, I'm taking that very liberally and going extremely slowly, increasing my mileage and also focusing on my strength training. I'm going to use the, um, Oh, what are they calling calling that method now? Prehab. Instead of doing rehab after the fact, you prehab yourself so that you don't get injured. Essentially, making sure you do the cross training, making sure you do the strength training, making sure your body is able to handle the stress before you put the stress on it. So that is my goal. And I hope you enjoy this journey. It's going to be boring at first. As I said, the first month, I'm not going to do more than three miles a week. So not that thrilling, but we'll see how it goes from there. Hopefully, knock on wood, it'll be injury-free because I've had two and a half years with a lot of injuries, not, you know, most of them not running-related. Uh, actually, all of them not running-related, mostly just bad luck. But I want to be healthy again. I want to be fit. I'm usually in much better shape than I am now, and I want to be able to keep up with my boys for years to come. Well, I'm going to cut the episode off there. Since my kids are downstairs watching PBS, I'm going to go turn the TV off. And we're going to go do some family stuff. We have an indoor rice pit, like a like an indoor sandbox, but we have cats. So yeah, no sand. So I'm going to go dig that up out of the basement. And we are going to go play some games while we are trapped inside the house during a massive snowstorm. If you folks have any spare thoughts for those of us in New England, it's going to be a really nasty weekend up here. We could definitely use your thoughts and prayers. We're about to get a foot of snow with hurricane force winds. Yay, fun times for all involved. <laughs> Wish us luck, and I'll see you on the other side. Happy knitting. Bye-bye.